Hey friends, welcome back to the show. We're bringing you something new to the podcast today, and you may have seen it happening in the podcasting space, and that is a podcast episode swap, or also known as feed drop. And what this is, is essentially I'm taking a podcast that I was on and I'm dropping it in my feed here. And today's episode is with my friend Brie Pear from Thrive Blogger Podcast. And we talk all about a question that is on the minds of many bloggers. And that's, should bloggers start a podcast? So whether you have been blogging for your business, you have made a career out of blogging on your website in general, or you're simply a content creator looking to expand your online presence, this conversation is a must listen. Podcasting has emerged as a powerful platform for connecting your audience and conveying your message. And the transition from blog to podcast can be both thrilling, but also daunting. So we dive into the whys and the hows of this transition and provide valuable insights, tips, and strategies that can help you navigate this exciting new world. So whether you're a seasoned blogger or someone just entirely new to the world of online content creation, this conversation will offer a fresh perspective and valuable guidance on whether you should take the podcasting plunge. So grab your favorite drink. And without further ado, let's jump into this replay of an episode from the Thrive Blogger podcast with Brie Pear. This podcast is brought to you by the Profitable Blogger Society a mentorship program that gives bloggers direction for increasing their income and growing their brand. Head to thrivetogether.blog PBS to learn more and enroll today. Welcome to the Thrive Podcast. I'm Brie Pear, your host and blogging coach, here to help you take your brand to the next level. At Thrive, we're dedicated to bringing bloggers and influencers tactics, strategies, and behind-the-scenes info from the best in the business. We know that you have a big vision for your brand and life, and we're here to support you with blogging and social media tutorials, workshops, a community, and of course, this podcast. Just head to thrivetogether.blog for all the latest tools. If you're ready to grow your brand and looking for education and encouragement, then you've come to the right place. Now let's get ready to thrive. Welcome back, blogging babes. Joining me today is one of my business besties, Haley Gaffin. Haley is a podcast coach and producer at Gaffin Creative. If you guys have ever wanted to start a podcast but aren't sure where to start or don't want to do all the work yourself, Haley and her incredible team are my number one recommendation. So today we're going to talk about how you could quickly start a podcast using the content that you've already created and and give you some ideas to get you going there. Or if that's not your jam at all, don't worry. We're also going to talk to you about why to make being a guest on podcasts a part of your growth strategy. So let's get this show started. Hi, Haley. Welcome to the show. I am pumped that you are here. I am so honored you asked me to come on. I'm thrilled to be here as well. I can't wait because, I mean, obviously, I love podcasting. You love podcasting. We've had some gals just kind of randomly here and there show interest in it. And so I figured what better way than to have the expert herself come on and chat with us about this. But then also, if that is not anybody's jam, we can kind of talk about, you know, why being on podcasts is so great to grow 
your audience. So to get started, um, actually, before we do, can you just share where our blogging babes can follow you while they're listening? Yes, absolutely. So my website is gaffincreative.com. And then over on Instagram is at Haley Gaffin. Perfect. You guys go give her a follow, check it out. She's got the clocking in podcast as well, which, you know what, I would love to just, I gave you a quick little intro at the beginning of the show, but I would love for you to tell everybody about yourself and what you do. Awesome. I am a podcast producer. So I own Gap and Creative, which is a podcast production company for creative entrepreneurs. I also run Mike Check Society, which is a community membership for podcasters where we learn educational content about podcasting in general, how to improve your podcast. And then I just kind of share some of the latest news in there as well. And then I also host Clocking In with Haley Gaffin, which is a podcast for creative entrepreneurs who have an interest in podcasting and kind of want to explore that as well. Amazing. Okay, cool. So you guys, yeah, like I said, she knows all the things about podcasting. She's my go to gal for all that. So why don't we start with you know that like why might a blogger want to start a podcast? And what do you feel like the benefits are of podcasting to content creators? Yeah, I think one of the biggest benefits is that it's a different way to connect with your audience. So through written word, you can connect on a certain level, but also I feel like, you know, landing in someone's ear through audio format just kind of lends a a personality to you that they can't necessarily get through your writing. It also offers the opportunity for you to share a little more personally in your content that is a vulnerable way. I think that a lot of us use written word to connect on one level, but then the audio version just kind of gets deeper. Not only that, but being able to deliver in a different way on the go. So it's, you know, so many people listen to podcasts while they're riding in the car and they feel like they're riding in the car with a friend when you show up as a podcast to them versus they can't read while they're driving their car or, you know, those kinds of things. I just think that it does offer a different level, not maybe not a better level at all, but a different level of connection with your, with your audience. Yeah, I totally agree. And I have talked recently about, there's like a psychological like aspect to it where, you know, like that's why we connect with people like on the phone better than if we're just only texting buddies. Right. (laughs) And yeah, like there's something that makes you connected to somebody else and on deeper level when you're having not not if you're because like, it's kind of hard for us to have conversation with everybody that listens, but just like hearing people, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think too, it's like, something about being able to hear the voice and hear the tone in which someone is yeah. trying to describe something makes it a little more intentional, and easier to navigate that connection that you want to portray versus written copy is kind of harder to do that. And, and I'm not saying, you know, it's, by any means, it's better because I blog, I actually blog with every single podcast episode as well for the people who don't Mm -hmm. enjoy listening to podcasts, but still want to consume the content I'm creating. Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, I feel like it's similar to how we've seen over the last few years, how like video has become such a huge thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that plays a huge part of it is like, we've had to adapt as bloggers and content creators from 
just written and visuals to like, okay, people connect with us on a different level when they can see us or when they can hear our voice. So that's why I'm not saying every blogger needs to go and start a podcast, but I think it's kind of a cool (laughs) thing to kind of explore if they want to. Yeah. And I think too, it, it depends on the content you're creating it within your blog. If, if it makes sense for you to have one, then wonderful. If it doesn't, then it it may not be the right fit for you. And I think that's up to the discretion of you as a content creator, but then also your audience asking them, is this something you would want from me? Or Mm -hmm. is it something you just feel like you have to be doing because everyone else is doing? Cause I never want anyone to start a podcast because they feel like they have to. It's definitely a journey that you want to be on only if you want to be on it, not because you feel the need to. Oh, I completely agree. I think that with like every aspect of this business, like if you are hating something, you're not going to (laughs) put like the correct energy into it. And it's just not going to work how you want it to. (laughs) Yeah. Even, even my podcasters who enjoy doing it when they go through seasons of burnout or seasons of just not wanting to do it at the time, rather than saying like, okay, just throw in the towel, stop. I encourage them to take a break because there are times you're going to get burnout on creating content, especially when it comes to producing content that that requires so many steps in the process of like outlining, creating your show, recording, editing, producing, doing all the things that happen after recording and then insert all the marketing things you have to do, there are a ton of steps that go with it. So when you do hit that burnout, like it is okay to take a little break from it. Oh yeah. I say the same thing with blogging too. And so, okay, let's kind of dive into that because I think there's like several ways that bloggers could start incorporating podcasting into their workflow without even, you know, is it possible to do that without even having to necessarily do a lot of extra content ideation? Oh, absolutely. I tell podcasters all the time that are just getting started, look at the content you've created, what has performed well, and can you repurpose that? Because just because it lives as a blog post on your website does not mean that your entire audience has read it. It also Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you can't repurpose it, add more to it. And, And like I said earlier, connecting with your audience on an audible level will give you an opportunity to add more that you couldn't necessarily say within a blog post because a long form blog post can take however long to read and people won't read it yet. They will listen to a 30 minute podcast episode that is four times the length of what that blog post would have taken them to read. So I I think there's an opportunity for you to take something you have already made See where you can expand on it, where you can add more of your own personal touches to it and go from there. Because I I mean, I do it all the time. I do it with my podcasts. I do it with my Facebook lives and our community. And I make sure that every piece of content I have put work into, if it's not getting the, the reach that it used to get, or maybe I wish it had gotten more, or maybe it did perform well, I will repurpose that into other things throughout my business throughout my podcast and even throughout my blog. So I'll take a podcast episode I did and expand on one thing in a blog post so that I can link them together for Mm -hmm. SEO benefit as well. Oh, totally. Yeah. What are some other kind of, you know, what are some ways do you think, okay, like bloggers, especially like even, you know, if it's a lifestyle blog or I think even like fashion blogging and, 
anything else? Like, what are some ideas that they could just like, okay, you, I mean, I feel like, you know, you go to a blog and there's, you know, you guys have created so many amazing blog posts. So looking at that from your perspective, Haley, like what could they do to start a podcast kind of bouncing off of that content they've already created and maybe even using that content? So I, one thing I would high, like highly recommend is if you are just starting out in your podcasting journey, I would focus on repurposing that evergreen content because podcasting does take a lot of time to produce and it takes a lot of resources. So whether that's your time or you are outsourcing it to someone, it's either time or money that you're going to be spending. And what I want you to get is the the longest life of your potential content that you can when you're investing so much time or money. So I highly recommend sticking to evergreen content. And a lot of bloggers I know have those pieces of evergreen content and then they have pieces that are more trendy or like, you know, the top whatever of 2023. So I highly, highly recommend sticking to that evergreen content, but then also what lights you up when you talk about it? that is where I would start in your content. Some of my favorite episodes are my first five or six episodes that I did because those were the ones that I really, they encouraged me to start my podcast. Now I have pivoted a lot since starting my podcast because I noticed my audience was changing and shifting. So I started my podcast as an entrepreneur podcast, and now it's very, very heavily focused on podcasting specifically because it's what my audience needs, but it's also what serves my business. So you will find that as you're getting started, what works for your audience, what works for you, but then also what works for your blog, because you want your podcast to benefit that blog. And if that means that you need to create content that sponsors are willing to come in and sponsor, then that's what you should be looking at. Or maybe you're looking to serve your audience in a specific way through interviews or through maybe there are trends that you want to talk about and highlight, but I would, I would steer towards more evergreen than the trendy stuff and just throw sprinkle in the trends. Yeah. I think you can definitely do both. I think to start, I mean, I, everybody knows at this point, I am a huge fan and advocate for evergreen content because I want, you know, those page views and that those downloads, whatever it may be to just stack on top of each other as the years go. But I think you can definitely do, yeah, sprinkle in some fun, trendy stuff. And maybe that's a way too. I know a lot of conversations I have, especially with like fashion bloggers, I feel like it's kind of hard to write blog posts about those trends, unless you just have like a really highly engaged audience that's going to your blog every single day, no matter what because those blog posts aren't going to last very long. So it's the same type of thing with podcasting, but it could be something fun to just sprinkle in and not put as much energy, I guess, into that podcast. Yeah. And even like if it was a seasonal thing, so you, every quarter you have a certain style of episode that you do just for the entertainment of your audience. But what I think a lot of people don't realize in podcasting, and it, it took me a while to, to understand is that podcasting, yes, it is a long game, but it's a long game that also 
will serve the old content you create. So just like a blog, you can show up in search results and for one blog post, and then people will go back and binge all of your old blog posts. But with podcasting, it's very similar in that I can, I started my podcast in March of 2021 and I still get downloads to my first few episodes every single week. And it's not that people are finding this podcast episode on Apple or Spotify through a search. It's they're finding the newest, latest episodes that that I've put out. And then they're going back and binging old ones because they are, it's bingeable content, especially if you are under the 30 minute mark, people are going to be listening to multiple episodes back to back because also you have to consider like people are, a lot of people are listening on like one and a half X speed. So they are getting through your content a lot faster than you would think they are. So you can consider the content you're creating today to be something that will serve you three years from now, if you're still creating your podcast. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, I love that. It's just like one more piece of content that you can do SEO on your blog. I think, you know, especially for bloggers, like a hundred percent, like doing the show notes and like blog post type of format is something that I think you should definitely do. And then I also love, I mean, you guys know, especially like being in our Facebook community and stuff or in our email list, like I'm always grabbing old blog posts to like share and reference or old podcasts to share and reference just like I would a blog post because like we're very strategic with (laughs) what the content is that's going out on those podcasts. So like now for this one, anytime anybody asks me like, Hey, Brie, what do you think about starting a podcast for my blog? I'm going to be like, hey, I've got an episode on that. You should go and listen to it. And I'm going to be able to give them that link. And it's great. <laughs> yes. I mean, I do that all the time. I I love being able to reference things that are going to answer someone faster than I could sit down and get on a call with them and answer. Yeah. And that like a podcast episode is an immediate opportunity for you to do that. So yeah, I 100% do that. And even with old podcast episodes, I will turn those into Facebook lives for our community because I know not everyone is listening to everything I put out or reading everything I put out. Right. So one thing I love to do is when I am planning out content for my Facebook group, I am going through and I am looking at what are people asking me about and what content have I already created around this? And I'll go pull the transcript from an episode. I'll highlight the things that I want to hit on in a quick video for Facebook. And then that's an easy way to repurpose. So I'm consistently putting out content to my community, but not having to do all of that extra work because I'm able to repurpose that. And you can do that exact same thing with your blog posts for your podcast episodes as well. And now a quick word from our sponsor. What would happen if you knew where to focus for growth, had a plan to reach your goals and started to get paid for the content you're creating? If you're ready to make money from your brand, want to get started on the right foot and are ready for some serious growth, then blogging babe, you need to join us inside the Profitable Blogger Society. Inside the Profitable Blogger Society, gals are signing contracts for their first four-figure brand deals, getting their homes photographed for magazine features, creating digital products, and doubling their page views and email lists. If you're ready for all of that and more and are ready to grow and start making a consistent income from your brand, then you're ready for the Profitable Blogger Society. Our coaches help you know where to focus to grow 
support you with the custom feedback and advice you need, and provide you with trainings like SEO Simplified and how to grow your email list. If you're ready to get started, which I think you are, head to thrivetogether.blog slash PBS to learn more and enroll today. Because blogging babe, something happens when you decide to just go for it. We can't wait to support you and help you grow. Thrivetogether.blog slash PBS. One other idea, I don't know if you've ever seen this before. Um, I've only seen it like maybe once or twice, but there is somebody that I follow and I follow her because I listen to their podcast. She does it with a friend, um, the girls next door podcast. And so Kelsey also has a blog where it's really just like a online journal. She's not doing SEO or anything like that. So it's not, it's definitely more just like a hobby side project for her, which I still love. But what she's done that I think is really interesting is she has turned every single blog post into a podcast. So she will like read it herself, like read the entire podcast. And have you ever seen anybody else do that? Like, I just think it's so like, that's how I consume her blog is actually through her podcast. I don't typically go over to her website. I have not seen anyone do that for like a passion blog, a passion based blog or a passion podcast style. I have what, what most of my clients are doing. And a lot of the podcasters that I work with is they're doing a podcast episode and then we're creating show notes like search engine optimized yeah show notes for that podcast episode and like the goal of the show notes is to get people from google to your site Mm -hmm. but i love the idea of just turning blog posts into podcast episodes it's kind of because it yeah it gives it does it's like the exact same content but a different way to consume it and yeah I, i really like that I think it totally goes away from like our strategic SEO and like evergreen brain that we were saying to start with. But it's an interesting concept because what I'll hear a lot of times with coaching is people still wanting like, okay, so understanding, yes, I know, Brie, I need to do like the SEO and the evergreen content, but sometimes they just want to write. And sometimes they just want to like go back to, I feel like the OG blogging days of like just sharing what was going on with my week or whatever. And so I think that could be another, it's definitely, I think it's strategic in a completely different way, probably, because it's more so like, I am doing this as an extension of myself and sharing more like behind the scenes and like sharing more intimate, uh, I guess, details, because you're sharing like, here's what's going on with me or whatever. So it's very different. But it's kind of fun. I don't know. Is she is she hosting it only on her blog or is it on podcast podcast players too? No, she has it on podcast players. So I listen to it on Apple. Yeah, that would be it would be a cool experiment for a, a blogger to do that as mm-hmm. a test to see if it's what they want. And it could even be like they don't necessarily have to put it on players. But I always recommend that you put your podcast everywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, so that it's accessible for anyone who wants to listen and whatever player they actually enjoy listening to. But mm-hmm. it would be a, a nice op- like option for a blogger to do if they're like, I want to start a podcast, but I don't know exactly what I want to do with it. Mm-hmm. So I really like the idea of that. And even if it was like, this is the podcast specific to my blog, and then you wanted to start one later that was more unique and new strategic content, you could always have both. Or Mm -hmm. merge them and have like blog post style 
podcast episodes, but then numbered episodes as well. Yeah. Well, like you were saying, like you started yours out as like an entrepreneur podcast, and then it's just kind of morphed over based on what your audience has needed. So it could be an easy way to get started. And I kind of want to go there next. Like, okay, let's say like one of these ideas is sparking some, you know, motivation and ideation for somebody listening. What would be the first steps in getting started with a podcast? Yes. So I'm going to go a little, um, not the answer that most people expect. I want you, if you're thinking about it, I want you to ask yourself, what is the goal of this podcast? Why am I doing it? Is the goal to make money at some point? Is the goal to drive more traffic to my blog? Is it to serve your audience with a different style of content? There are so many goal options out there of how is it going to serve you in the long run? Because podcasting is not free. It's not cheap. It's you're giving something away no matter how you start it, either your time or your money to someone else. And so I always want to make sure that whatever that goal is, that you are comfortable investing in it for the return of whatever your goal is. So if your goal is simply to provide a new option for your listeners to consume your content and hoping that that drives more people to actually engage with your content, are you willing to invest the time or money into that? So that's my first step. And if that's monetizing, like set those goals of I want to have this many listeners by this date so that I can start pitching companies to sponsor my podcast. And I think bloggers have an edge over a lot of business owners when it comes to sponsorships because you already have relationships with some you know, companies that are open to sponsoring new things. If you've worked with a sponsor in the past that it went really well, you have an opportunity to pitch them prior to launching your podcast. Yes. If that's something in your goal set, or if you're like, I have these products that I sell on my blog for whether it's for bloggers or it's digital downloads, or you have actual products, physical products that you can continue to promote in your show that's also a way of monetizing is to drive traffic to those, those resources. So very first step would be to set that goal and figure out what it is that you want to do with your podcast and why you want to do it. And then after that, I would start brainstorming how you're going to actually accomplish this. So look at your time. When do you have time to do this? Do you have the time to do this? And what tools do you actually need? So I know a lot of people will look at their budget as their next step. So I actually created a podcast budget worksheet and it walks you through like how much equipment costs, what tools you need, if you're going to outsource, if you're going to hire people to help you with graphics, with hosting, all of those things. It's all included in this worksheet and I'll, I'll provide the link to Bree so she can put it in the show notes. Yes. But that that's the next step is kind of figure out, can you do this based on your time and your budget? Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to have fun kind of exploring this idea. And I love that you said, you know, starting with that goal, that goes in line with everything I talk about all the time. And I think you're right. Like bloggers do have that edge as far as sponsors go. I think it can also be something that you guys can add on to packages. We're always talking about like creating packages for brands. And so this could just be one more thing that you could add onto a package. 
So Yeah. And I think too, I want to add one more note on that is consider to when you're building out these packages and these sponsorships, especially if you're not doing it in the beginning and you, you've like started your podcast, you have a good number of downloads. I want you to consider how you're pricing these based on the fact that the more your podcast grows over time, the more people will go back and listen to those episodes. So just because you're getting, you know, 500 downloads an episode right now, doesn't mean that's going to be forever. That could mean that in a year, that episode has 1500 or 2000 or 3000 downloads. And that's something to consider like that ad will live in that podcast episode. If that's how you're setting up your, your packages with sponsors, but it will live there for the life of your podcast. So just consider that too. It's a lot longer lasting than social media. (laughs) Oh yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So for anybody that doesn't want to start a podcast, they've listened to this and they're still like, okay, that's cool. Brie and Haley, but it is just not my jam. Why should they consider being a guest on other shows? Yes. So Being a guest, I actually recommend people who are on the fence of starting a podcast. So even if you're not one of the people that are like, no, this is not for me, but you are considering it, you're just not sure if it's the right fit. I always suggest starting with being a guest on other shows. It gives you an opportunity to explore the process of recording, the process of interviewing, and also delivering a message and knowing how you, how exactly you want to come across in every single episode that you do. But the advantages of it are that you can explore their audience. So you have an opportunity to get in front of their audience. And I'm about to give you all of my secrets because I've already done it in this show. If you went and downloaded my podcast budget worksheet, you're now in my audience. Mm -hmm. So that's an easy way to do that where I'm providing someone's audience with value. And then I'm also giving them an opportunity to opt in to my email list through a freebie that I think will serve them. Through that freebie, they're now on my email list and I can communicate with them in order to show what I offer, show all of the other educational things, my resources, my podcasts, all of those things. So that is another way to either grow your email list, grow your social media audience, or if you're looking to launch something, like if I had something to sell you today, I could turn around and say like, Hey, come join us for this service or join us for this community or join us for this launch, whatever that is. You can strategically choose the timing of your podcast interviews, communicate with the host of, I'm going to be launching this thing. And I really want to educate your audience about X, Y, Z, but at the end, would you mind if I pitch this thing? Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I totally agree. I think it's a great way to grow your audience and something that yeah. not a lot of bloggers are doing because we have so many bloggers that come on the show and they're like, this is my first time on a podcast. So I think it's definitely something to consider. So with that, is it hard to get on other shows? And do you have any advice for anybody to just start pitching themselves? Yeah, I hard, I wouldn't say necessarily is the right word. I think it's selective in a lot of podcasters have their own strategies they're following in order to serve their audience. So just because they're saying no to you does not mean that you should not be on a podcast at all and that you're always going to get rejected. 
that's not the case. The case is they have a strategy and they're usually trying to sell their own stuff on shows. But if you don't necessarily fit their audience, then they're going to say no. I've been rejected from podcast pitches. I feel like everyone has, or you just mm-hmm. don't hear back, which is very common as well for you not to hear back. And it's because people don't know how to say no or give a reason why, or maybe their inbox is just flooded with pitches that happens too. So as far as approaching podcasts to pitch yourself for, first, I would say develop a relationship with them, make it a long-term thing because a cold pitch is going to be harder to secure when they don't know who you are. It's also going to be harder when they go to look at your Instagram account and you don't follow them. It's also going to be harder (laughs) when you've never engaged with their content. So make sure that you're putting forth an effort in building those relationships first. If, if it is, especially if it's a bigger podcast, but then second, my biggest pet peeve when it comes to podcast pitches is when people do it in the DMS of the host, because usually That's the last thing that someone wants is a podcast pitch in their DMs. I do think it's okay for you to reach out and say like, hey, I would really love to pitch myself for your show. Is there a good email address? And only do that after you have researched their website to make sure there's nowhere for you to pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Because, (laughs) Because I feel like most podcasts, if they take guests, they do have a place where you can go and apply or pitch yourself. And then even some podcasters will put it in their outro to their podcast. So listen to the podcast. That's another thing. I feel like I'm giving all these steps you have to take in order to pitch (laughs) yourself, but listen to the show. Make sure you know that the show is a good fit for you because I get pitches all the time from podcasts, well, both sponsors and from from guests who are telling me like, hey, I want to be on your show. I love this episode. And I think I could add value to it because my audience is, and then they insert their audience, which has nothing to do with mine. Or on the other hand, I get podcast production companies pitching me all the time to take over my show. And I'm like, (laughs) did you listen to my show? Because it says I, I produce my own show because I am a podcast production agency. So just make sure you don't do that to a podcast that you're pitching, make sure you're putting forth the effort and knowing what their show is about. Um, and I think even if you have connections to podcasters, that's where to start. Try your hand at pitching to people you actually have those relationships with. And after you've secured it, I would even ask for feedback. Or if you get rejected, ask for feedback as to why, and you don't have to say it in a negative way. It can just be like, Hey, I would love to know how I could improve my podcast pitch in order to secure a show like yours, because I, this is a dream of mine, you know, anything like that. They, most podcasters are willing to give you the feedback if they have taken the time to give you a no. Right. Yeah, for sure. I I think it's something really fun that you guys would enjoy. And I love that you said too, you know, like if you're considering starting a podcast, start with being on somebody else's start with being a guest. I think that's a great way to get your feet wet and make sure before you spend all that time, energy, resources, money into making your own show. Yeah. And I think too, like there are 2.4 million podcasts out there and I can guarantee you that 50 
20% or more are not active anymore. And it's because people do right. start podcasts, they put all this effort in, and then they get a few weeks or episodes in and they realize, one, I don't have the time for this. Or two, I really hate podcasting. Like <laughs> I, I have been there. I have launched shows and turned around and took them right back down because they realized I don't like this. I'm not in my yeah. element. This is not what I expected it to be. I love, you know, Instagram lives. I don't like doing this. I don't know why I don't like doing this, but I don't like doing this. And I don't want that to be you. And I also don't want it to be, we call it pod fade where a podcaster launches and then slowly stops releasing episodes because mm. they've either run out of time or resources or content ideas. So that's always something to consider too, is like, while you're testing it through being a podcast guest, you can explore too what types of content you want to create and how you want to pitch yourself. Because when you do go to pitch yourself, you're going to have to provide those topics of conversation. And when you do that, it needs to be really niched down because anytime that I've gotten a pitch from someone that says, Hey, I'd love to be on your podcast. I can talk about anything business related. I just want to, I go back and I say like, Hey, you know, this is not a great pitch. Even if it's for a client, I'll, I'll ask the client, can I respond to this? Because I want to inform the industry so that they know to do better with their pitches. And I want to know exactly what it is that you are an expert in, in your business, not just that, you know, business, because a lot of business owners know business. What is mm -hmm. it that you're good at? And this could be in blogging as well. What is mm -hmm. it? as a blogger that you're good at, that you think you could teach someone else to do because you have to have some kind of topic to get on a show because a podcaster has to be able to create a, a title for your show that's going to make right. someone listen to it. That's not like, oh, but you just did a blogger last week on your show. You know, there has to right. be some distinction between topics and that's up to you as a podcast guest to pitch when you're pitching yourself. Yeah. And I think looking to like one place to start with like coming up with, you know, that pitch is, you know, looking at your blog and your social media and look over the past year and what posts are your top performing posts, which ones yeah. get the most pages, which ones get the most traffic, which social media posts got the most views and comments, because that to me, what is the subject of that? that is something that they're wanting. And so that could be something that you could pitch. That's a, yeah, could be a good um, topic for it. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Okay. This has been so amazing. Obviously you and I could chat about this forever. So before we head off, can you just remind everybody one more time where they can find you online so they can go follow you? Yeah. So you can find me at gaffincreative.com and then on Instagram at Haley Gaffin. And we also have micchecksociety.com if you're interested in learning more about our podcasting community. Perfect. You guys go and check that out. We'll link to all that in the show notes, as well as that awesome budgeting um, sheet that you talked about. So that way you guys can get your hands on that and see if it makes sense for you guys. So all of those will be linked at thrivetogether.blog slash podcast and in the description below. Haley, thank you so much for taking time out of your super busy schedule to come and chat with us. This was so much fun. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, you guys, that's it for today. We'll be back here next Thursday for a brand new episode. 
Thanks so much for listening. You can find all of the notes from today's podcast at thrivetogether.blog slash podcast. Make sure you connect with us over on Instagram at Thrive Together Blog and join our Facebook community to get supported by like-minded bloggers and influencers. Just search Thrive Blogger Community on Facebook. And if you're loving this podcast, be sure to share it with a friend, hit that subscribe button and leave us a review so even more bloggers can get the support they need to grow. Until next time, keep thriving.